SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Faith and hope with sweet tea and sass, encouraging couples to reconnect with God and with each other, so they can live their happily ever after too. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sweet Tea and Sass. And today we want to talk about our backstories. Today we're going to talk about um, Sweet Tea's backstory and uh, what led up to the day that he met me, Lucky Lucky, and got then and then we when we got together and decided to get married. And we want to talk about what led up to him being the sweet tea that he is today. So tell us, what do you remember from like your early childhood? Where were you born? And tell us a little bit about your parents. Well, my parents are both from Southern Texas. Uh, they met right after mom graduated high school and they were married for a year or so before dad joined the Air Force. I was born in Yankee land, unfortunately, <laughs> but I was born to Southern parents. You were, uh, were you sweet tea then or not? No. No? I was uh, born at Chinook Air Force Base up in Illinois, which is no longer there. Shows you how old I am. However, it is a nice museum. We yes, did go it, there. It is a nice museum. But again, it's still up north where it's cold and snowy. Um. So I lived there for probably four months, I guess, before dad moved to his next duty station was up in uh, Loring, Maine. And then uh, while we were there, we had snow on the ground from May up until May of that year. And then we had snow on the ground again the first of August that year. And mom was not happy. And Yeah, I bet that was quite <laughs> a change for a Texas girl. Yes, it especially was. Especially a Houston, Texas girl. Yes, it was. Has she never seen snow before? Uh, she'd had, she had had snow once or twice in Houston, but it, like it's Texas. It doesn't uh, last long. Houston snows, nothing compared to Maine snow. No. <laughs> so, and, but while there, dad was, um, selected for pilot training. So we moved from there to Arizona and all of this is within my first two years of life. Wow. What a change Maine to Arizona. Yes. What a shocker. <laughs> and we were in Arizona for two years. Now, this is all going off of memory and stories that my mom has told me. Of course. I don't remember this stuff because I was a toddler. The way I put it is um, based on a true story because it's based on the stories I was told. True. Um, from there, we moved to, after dad finished pilot training, we moved to Oklahoma where my oldest sister was born. Ah, family's expanding. Yes. And then we moved. Got a baby sister. I wasn't happy. <laughs> I don't think most little boys are happy when they get a baby sister. No, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, but then we moved from there to Ohio. No, we moved from there to Louisiana. And I started kindergarten in Louisiana. I uh, had fun. Enjoyed school. Um, That's news to me. Enjoyed school. But then we moved to Ohio halfway through kindergarten and we got to Ohio and I was too young for kindergarten in Ohio. So I was held out for a year before I could go back to school. 
because a little tidbit there, he was born in December. So the cutoffs are different in different states. True. And then um, we were in Ohio for two years, maybe three. And then we moved to the Philippines. Wow. Philippines was interesting. Much different. I was in the Philippines for third, fourth, and fifth grade. My two youngest sisters were born in the Philippines. Oh, wow. You weren't happy about one sister, and then you got two more? Yeah, I got two more. Ooh, three sisters. Mm. And I'm the only boy. Oh, I'm my also goodness. the oldest. So you can know, you know how my life went. Can I tell you a little secret, though? Boys with sisters make great husbands because they already know about all the girl stuff that they have to deal with. That's just my little tip for you. In the Philippines for three years. And then we moved back to Ohio. Ohio seems to be a theme here. Well, you'll, you, there's more themes coming. And then we moved from Ohio to uh, California, where dad got into the missile program out there for three years. And, and I was in junior high in California, uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Let me interject a question here. When dad, when your dad was in the Philippines, what was his job while he was there? Oh, he was a pilot in the Philippines. He flew generals around. Okay. So he was, he was, uh, once he finished his flight school, he was, uh, he was always flying. He was always flying until, until we got to um, California. So you were home with your mom and three sisters. So one boy in a house full of girls. Yep. Oh. Uh, no dad dad well, was gone flying most of the time yeah dad was gone mo flying most of the time oh what fun the second time we were in ohio kind of revert back here a little bit but the second time we were in ohio i woke up one morning and dad was gone so i asked mom i said where's dad and she said oh he's he's off flying i said when's he gonna be back she said don't know three months later dad came home wow so it's uh it's bitter. It's bittersweet not having a dad around. More bitter than it is sweet. Did that kind of traumatize you some? You think? Yeah, because when when dad was around, the rules changed. The um, in what way did they change? They got more strict. Um, because you never know. They don't. Yeah, you never knew which way, which way the pendulum was going to swing at any given time. Well, sometimes and, when dads are home and they've been gone a lot, they come home, they're a little more lenient because they want to, they want to be fun with their kids. Not my sometimes case. they come back, they're more strict because they want to be the man of the house and all that kind of stuff. That's, so it, that was it, more, that was more the, that was, that was more of it um, where dad was concerned. Plus I was the oldest and I was the only boy. So I took the brunt of most of the discipline in the house and, and, of course, my two youngest sisters, they were treated totally different than me and my oldest sister. That's what uh, I call. AKA Mr. Spock and his famous book. That's what I call the Dr. Spock treatment. Yep. If you if you have siblings that are, you know, a couple of years separated, separated from you or that are separated from you and you were born in like the 60s, early 70s, and then you have ones that were born in the late 70s, 80s. You got the Dr. Spock in there where he thought, you know, you didn't need to discipline your children with spankings and timeouts and all that. He thought you needed to nurture them and, you know, 
gently correct them and you got totally different kids from those two yes that is that is totally true that's what i that's what has been my experience when i've worked with families and and family coaching yes so back catch up here uh we're in california then we move back to louisiana my home sweet home we get to louisiana and i am now a oh no we had another stop in before louisiana another move another move Went from California to Virginia. Dad was back in school again in Virginia, and I finished junior high in my first year of uh, high school there in Virginia. You finished the year you went? You finished? My eighth grade year and my freshman year of high school. You went the whole freshman year? Went the whole, uh, half of freshman year. Half the freshman year. That's what I was thinking. Half the freshman year. Right. So we moved from Virginia to Louisiana the second time. In the middle of your freshman year of high school. Middle of my freshman year of high school. That's tough. In December, right around my birthday. I always seem to find time to move my birthday month. Well, because when we when we moved from Ohio to the Philippines, it was on my birthday. And we left here on the 16th and we got to the Philippines on the 18th. So I didn't have a birthday that year. So you're a year younger than you think you are. I wish. (laughs) (laughs) You just skipped a birthday. I wish. We gained it back when we came back. Oh. So, but that's that's the military life because you try to you try to move while the kids are out of school so true. that you're not moving them in the middle of school. So it's the summer and during Christmas holidays is when most military families move. That is when most military families move. Yeah. Yes. And if you have a birthday that falls in there, it just stinks even worse. Yes, it does. But mom always tried to make it a special time for birthdays. Yeah, she always did that. She's a special lady. Yep. Um and then we, after we left the Philippines, we got back to the States and we finally ended up in Louisiana, my midway through my freshman year of high school, finished out high school. Now, hang on a minute. I have a couple questions. What was mom like during this time? As you were growing up and dad was gone and dad was back, what was mom like when dad was home and when dad was gone? What, how did that change? When dad was gone, mom seemed to be more outgoing, um, more energetic, fun-loving, so to speak. I guess she was trying to keep our minds off of where dad was and what was going on with dad and keep us focused on school and trying to do that kind of stuff. And then when dad was around, she was more, more of a homebody. She wasn't, she didn't laid, uh, not laid back, but more withdrawn, I guess, is what it seemed like to me. Do you think that was um, just adapting because i know that with a lot of military families i've I've worked with a lot of military families spoken with a lot of military spouses and i know that that adjustment is hard and especially making it as often as your parents did right who who is who is the alpha and who is not and and then it's changing because he's leaving and she has to take over the bills and the the responsibility for everything and then he comes in and he takes it back over and it's just really hard it's a real it's a real battle and and a shift in everything and it 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 makes it difficult so i just wondered how how she adapted to that back and forth so often because that was a lot of moving and yeah, a lot of him being gone it it was but again you know i was i was a boy so i didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to what was going on true i wasn't keyed into that kind of stuff and there was a lot of stuff that mom and dad didn't talk about openly around the kids 
A yeah. lot of a lot of their discussions were behind closed doors where we didn't hear it. And personally, I didn't want to know it. <laughs> um, TMI. Exactly. Too much information. I don't want it. <laughs> but we got to got to Louisiana again, and I finished out high school. Loved high school after my sophomore year because I decided I was going to do high school my way and not dad's way because dad's way was you bring home all your books and you study from the time you get home until the time you go to bed and that was not my way of learning mm. and so my yes. freshman my freshman and sophomore year of high school I had C's and D's my junior and senior year I had A's and B's and I ended up on the honor roll my senior year and that's because I studied my way and I enjoyed the classes I was in and I had fun doing what I wanted to do in high school and it was just more enjoyable time for me. So dad's way of studying was head in the book, study, study, study. What was your way of study? Of... My way, my way of studying was listen to the teacher, do the work in class as she's talking or he's talking. And then 30, 40 minutes of homework when I got home and then I was off doing soccer practice or, you know, football with the, with the friends in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I was mowing yards i was skateboarding bicycle riding you know activities doing, doing typical stuff that busy boys teenage boys do you know yep skating on friday and saturday nights and and chasing girls and having fun and chasing and, lots of girls i can tell you that from a fact that's true i'm not gonna deny it <laughs> i was looking for the one he was a cutie cutie long blonde hair to his shoulders feathered you know it was the 70s y'all so cute i don't i think but the girls were probably chasing him no i wasn't but the girls probably were uh, we didn't know each other when i was in, when we were in high school no we didn't and um so graduated high school went to work typical thought i wanted to go to college but that that didn't work out um various reasons there and then uh it just i don't know it life just seemed to become mundane and boring and i was looking for at the ripe old age of 21 life was mundane and boring at 21 anybody yeah. else turned 21 and you thought life was boring i didn't think so when i was 21 but i was i was looking to settle down at I, 21 and i was i was tired of playing the chasing game and the dating game and i knew there was something more and we just i just had to figure it out so would you say that you had a good and a happy childhood i had a decent childhood a decent childhood can you expound on that a little bit i didn't have a hometown okay and when i got to high school 90% of my friends in high school grew up right there in Bossier, Louisiana. Treeport, Bossier, Louisiana. Yeah. And that was their hometown. And the majority of them are still there in Shreveport, Bossier. Yep. But you are not. I am not. And there's more to that story for sure. Oh, yeah. There's more to that coming. But um, I wanted a hometown. And I, so I needed to figure out how. Why did you how? want a hometown? What what made you desire that so much? To me, hometown was stability. Ah. Hometown was knowing you belong somewhere. Okay. Knowing you were a part of something bigger than yourself. 
and you didn't feel like like you didn't have any attachment to the place that your grandparents were either no. of your grandparents were you no. didn't have an attachment to that those towns or that to there where they were no um I, my mom's mom lived down in houston only saw her once once a year maybe once every six months if i was lucky my dad's mom and dad live in, lived in Livingston, Texas, which was about an hour drive from Houston, and saw them maybe once every six months. We had a family reunion every year, and I got to see my cousins if we were in if we were in the states. But um, it just neither one of those places drew drew my attention or my my desire to live there. But I knew when I got to Louisiana the second time, and I was in high school. I wanted I wanted something solid. And I told my dad, I said, if you move again before I graduate high school, I'm going to move out and move in with a friend so I can graduate high school here. I do not want to move again in high school. You've already moved me once. <clears throat> I remember your mom telling me um, that when you got there and the movers were moving in the, the furniture and all the, the family belongings, they put the chair down in the living room and you plopped down in the chair and you said, I'm home. Yep. I'm done. Yep. And she said it was just matter of fact, you had made a decision and there was there was going to be no convincing you otherwise. Right. I, I was I was not moving again. Right. That's what she said. You were just through with the moving, which is completely understandable when you're moving every two or three years, your entire life for 21 years and you have no say and no no choice in it. Right. It's I mean, that's that's got to be a really hard adjustment to try and make doing that. Well, military kids learn to be brats. Yes, they do. And uh, they learn to be bold. They learn to be respectful. They learn to adjust and they learn to tolerate. Yes. And um, and that, that is, is a, that is a good thing, learning how to be a brat, because if you're not, your life is going to be miserable growing up as a military kid. And it just, there's, there's no other way to, to describe a military kid other than being a brat. Okay. Now I have one. I've actually two more questions for okay. for you. I want to know your favorite memory from childhood and your least favorite memory from childhood. The least is easy. That's the moving. No, I mean just one memory. Oh, just one. Now memory. you can't lump it all in together. Just one memory. I guess my least favorite memory was. Um, Waking up and knowing dad was gone and not knowing when he would be home. Just the uncertainty of it. Not knowing if he was coming home. Yes, that's the when he when he disappeared, that was during Vietnam. And he was a pilot in Vietnam. He was uh, flying missions over Vietnam. And of course I didn't know that when I was that age. I knew that I learned that later in life, but But you must have had a feeling that he was doing something dangerous. I knew he was doing something important. Okay. Um, and that there was a possibility he might not come back from the important right, thing that he was right. doing. And then uh, I guess the the most... The happiest memory that you have. The happiest memory that I have. I guess that would be working on my first car. <laughs> it was a 68 Mustang that I got from my uncle, my mom's brother car geek and he said if you can get it run and you can have it so my dad and i spent, hey who wouldn't want that my dad and i spent 
six months getting that car running and drivable again and and then dummy me went off and sold it so yeah anyway, I regretted that our entire marriage so anyway that's that's probably my least favorite memory and my most, most favorite, favorite memory. memory good well that gives you a little insight into sweet tea I don't know how sweet he was back then I didn't know him so um you know I'd have to ask somebody that knew him back then and um I think I'll just leave it to my imagination and believe that he was still just as sweet as he is now. I do know when I met him, he brought flowers to his mom. And I thought that is the kind of guy I want who still brings flowers to his mom when he's 21. So I'm pretty sure he was still sweet tea back then. So this is our episode for tonight, getting to know sweet tea back in his early years and we'll be back with our next episode which will be getting to know sass Ooh, hold on y'all buckle hold up on. buttercup because it's coming hold on see y'all next time see you next time bye bye do you wonder how did it get to be like this how did we get so disconnected where did the joy laughter and cuddles go does any of this sound familiar Well, change is possible. Your marriage can thrive. Let us partner with you to restore the foundations of your family, where every family member feels loved, accepted, and valued. It's time for a new way. Time to see your marriage transformed into a relationship of peace, respect, and a joint purpose. Doesn't that sound amazing? Go to www.theclammingroup.com now for more information and to sign up for your free 30-minute marriage design consultation. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.